Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Scripture tells us that Lot was grieved every day that he lived by the wickedness that he saw in the city of Sodom. Uh, the wickedness of the homosexuality and the greed and the violence that was taking place, the cry of the people was coming before God. And Lot was disturbed by what he saw. I want to tell you something. There's a lot to be disturbed about as we look about at our culture. There's a lot of things that are going wrong in our culture. And our nation has taken a wicked path. But I want to tell you something. God is still God. He is still able. And we can still look to Him when we're struggling, when we're grieved, when we're disturbed by the things that we see around us. Uh, the Scripture here today is going to, to deal with the fact that God grants a supernatural peace to his people. We need God's peace, don't we? Amidst everything that's going on, if you're like me, there are things happening in your life, there are things happening in the situations of your life, uh, and you need God's peace. Uh, Scripture tells us here in Philippians that we can have a supernatural peace that only God can give. And what a wonderful thing that is. A peace that passes all understanding. How do we have peace in the midst of a chaotic world where things are going wrong? Because we know the one who is the Prince of Peace. And he is the one who sustains our peace, who sustains our joy in the midst of everything as we look to him. And so uh, we need to look to him, to draw near to him, so that we can walk in that peace that God has given to us as his heritage for his people. And the title of my message is Sustained by His Peace. Uh, look with me at verse 6. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence or if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell or think on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. That is the God that brings peace. Amen? The God of peace will be with you. So sustained by his peace. How are we sustained by his peace. Well, first of all, I want you to see that we need to pray gratefully. We need to pray gratefully. Uh, if you look in verse 6, the first word in Greek is the word nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything. Let nothing worry you. Why? Because we have the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Worry is your key to uh, and your cue to bring the concerns of your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ with thanksgiving. It is something that should move you. Listen, we have emotions, and that's part of who we are, right? Let those emotions pull you to Christ, uh, and let them and cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you, and He can bring the peace of God in your life. Um, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Uh, if you got problems in your family, pray. If you got problems in your workplace, pray. If you got problems in your church, pray. If you got problems with your friends, pray. If there's problems in this nation, pray. And thank God for what He's done. Listen, I, I think the Thanksgiving comes because it helps us have the faith that we need to believe God for the future. We remember what God has done. We say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done and how you were faithful and how you came through. Thank you for the prayers you've answered. And, and we begin to, the faith begins to well up in our hearts and we begin to trust God for what he has for the future. So we are to pray gratefully. Bring those things to God regularly in your life. Somebody said you ought to have a daily quiet time. Um, listen, it ought to be throughout the day. There'll be things that happen in the middle of your day. Uh, and you'll just breathe a quick prayer to God. You don't have to do it out loud. You don't have to be on your knees. You, can, you don't have to have your eyes closed, especially if you're driving. Uh, you know, uh, all you'd have to do is just, in your mind, just pray to God. Lord, please help me in this situation. And thank you for being so faithful in the past. And, and God will come alongside us and help us in the circumstances we're facing. And we can live our lives in peace and rest. Um, you know, God is able to take care of our needs. Do we believe that? God took care of Elijah when Jezebel was seeking his life. Uh, God took care of him during the time of the famine. He... he Gave him drink through the brook, uh, and, and then the ravens brought him food. Supernaturally, God, <laughs> listen, God can supply our needs. George Mueller was a great man of prayer, a great man of faith, and uh, he uh, began an orphan ministry, and oftentimes they didn't have the next meal for the orphans, and they'd just get down on their knees and pray, and a knock would come on the door, and somebody had brought groceries. This is, this is the God we serve. Um, you can pray about everything in your life, and there's nothing off limits. You can pray about your own spiritual condition. Did you know if you've got a sinful heart, you can pray to God about your sinful heart? I, I love uh, what God says. He says, come, let us reason together. Though your sin be as scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. Though it be red like crimson, it shall be as wool. God will even listen to your prayer when you're in sin and you're calling upon his name and wanting him to change your heart. God will be right there with you in the midst of that situation and help you overcome if you have a heart to follow him. Listen, pray gratefully in your life. And that attitude of gratitude is so important because it redirects our thoughts from the things of this world to the God that we serve. Someone once said, your uplook determines your outlook. 
when you turn your eyes up to the Lord Jesus Christ and you see him in all of his greatness and all of his power and all of his majesty and all of his love, the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You see, we have a Savior who is able. So, sustained by his peace, he says, when you do that, verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Protection for our hearts and our minds. We definitely need that today, don't we? Protection for our hearts and minds. God will keep us in his peace while we're focused upon him. So, sustained by his peace, how? Well, we need to pray gratefully. Secondly, we need to think deliberately. We need to think deliberately. Um, have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and it just started to get tense? Maybe voices started to raise a little bit, and you change the subject, right? Because that's a smart thing to do. Uh, sometimes when the, when the emotions are getting so, so that cooler minds can prevail, right? Did you know you can change the subject in your mind? You don't have to think in a pattern that is causing you unrest and discouragement. Or anxiety, or whatever the case may be. You can choose to change the channel. I used to try to do that when Jimmy Carter would come on during Batman. I, it used to frustrate me to no end. I'd change the channel, and he was on the other channel, too. And it just, just got all over me. Anyway, I was about five years old. Anyway, um, but you can change the channel. Think deliberately. What does he say here in verse 8? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. Okay, hey, this is a great place to go for truth. Whatever is true, but it's truth, and even in the culture, uh, what is true? Uh, whatever is honorable, or the word has the idea of being respectable, something you could respect, something that is worthy of your attention. Whatever is just, whatever is right. Don't you, sometimes you, there's so much injustice in the world, isn't it refreshing to see something happen that's just? and that's right, and that's good. Uh, sometimes I, I hear about something uh, that somebody has done. Um, little Weston, uh, this has been several weeks ago. I saw this on Facebook. Uh, little Weston, uh, he, was, he was at the grocery store, and there was this lady that had had a rough time, and they were talking to her, and he was asking her her name, what was going on in her life and everything. And she was sharing her struggles, and he said, Can I pray for you? Is that not awesome? And he bowed to right there in Walmart. Everybody's eyes were just glued on him. He bowed down right there in Walmart and prayed for that uh, uh, teller there. <laughs> teller, uh, prayed for her. <laughs> anyway, um, what, a, what an amazing thing. Did you know there's still some good things happening in the world? Did you know there are still some good people in the world? And we can choose to focus on some of these good things that are happening rather than on all of the negative that is happening. That doesn't mean we don't ever think about what's negative. We've got to, listen, Jesus never shied away from speaking truth. He, he rebuked sin. 
he dealt with issues. He faced them head on. But, but that's not where he stayed. He would withdraw to be with the Lord. He would, he would withdraw to once again focus his mind upon the things of God. So we've got to think deliberately. And if you're thinking uh, thoughts that bring anxiety and that disturb you all the time, guess what? You're, gonna, you're not going to have peace. You've got to think deliberately. You've got to choose the kind of thoughts you're going to think. So he says, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. In other words, uh, you know, there are some lovely things. And that's not just in the, in the Christian faith, although there are many lovely things in the Christian faith. Uh, that could be a beautiful song you hear. Uh, that could be a work of art, whatever is lovely. It could be anything uh, that is lovely, but you, you choose to think on these things. Whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence or anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things or think on these things. Let this be your uh, focus in your mind, okay? So uh, if, you're, if you're having what, uh, an episode of what they call stinking thinking, just change the channel. Uh, go ahead and choose to think on some of these good things, and it will change your attitude. So um, the Bible says we're to be renewed in our mind. I remember when I used to get home uh, from work when I was in the military, uh, a lot of times uh, felt kind of like I needed to take a bath, honestly. Uh, but I would open the Word of God, and I'd begin to read the Scripture, and it was like it was a reset in my mind. And I was focusing on the things of God, and uh, the peace of God would return. Uh, so, <clears throat> sustained by His peace. How are we sustained by His peace? Well, first of all, pray gratefully. Secondly, think deliberately. Thirdly, learn persistently. Learn persistently. Ver verse 9, do what you have learned and received. Do what you have learned and received. Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about what they've learned about the things of God, right? What they have received. So you can learn as you read Scripture in your personal time with God. You can learn as you come to church and you hear a message about the truth of God's Word. You can learn in your Sunday school class or small group or whatever the case may be. Uh, you can learn from God's people. You can receive things from God's people uh, as they speak into your life. Have you ever had a good friend, good Christian friend, who spoke into your life about different issues? What a wonderful thing. God's Word can speak into our life about issues, too. It's, uh, it has a great power to do that. Uh, he says, you've learned and received. You know what that tells me? You've got to learn and receive. If you're not learning and receiving, you're not going to have tools that you need when you're going through a struggle to face it with God's peace. You can't ignore God all the time, and then when you get in a problem, expect to have his peace because you've not learned what you need to learn. So we've got to make a commitment to be in the Word of God, to be receiving the things from God he has for us to receive. I had a pastor friend, he said, one of his members came out and told him, he said, preacher, you need to preach on such and so, and uh, you just really need to preach on that. He said, I did two weeks ago, and you weren't here. <laughs> so, you know, receive what you need to receive from God. Uh, so you learn persistently what you've learned and received. Do what you've learned. Put it into practice. Did you know the message of God is not just for you to hear? 
It's for you to follow, right? So we, we make a choice to put it into practice in our lives. That's where the power is released. Uh, just hearing doesn't change anything. It is when we surrender to God, when we surrender to Christ, and we trust Him, and we follow Him in obedience that God begins His work of transformation in us and brings us peace. I remember um, as a young man, I was, I, was, uh, I was lost, and I was um, dealing with some different things in my life and just had no peace at all. Uh, just was in, my heart was in constant turmoil. And uh, I began to be convicted about my soul being lost. The Holy Spirit was working on me. And um, I remember it took me about a year, but I finally bowed the knee to Christ and I surrendered. I, I said, Lord, help me do this. And, and he did. And he helped me surrender. And it was amazing. The peace of God entered my soul. Now, I'm not saying you put your trust in an experience. You put your trust in Jesus to save you. It's not an experience that saves you. But for me, it was just so remarkable because I had all this turmoil in my heart, and all of a sudden I had God's peace. I thought, wow, what an amazing thing. Now, I have not always lived in that peace. Sometimes I've gotten away from God. Sometimes my faith has not been as strong as it should be. But the great thing about God is His mercies are new every morning, and you can come back to Him, and you can once again surrender your heart. You can once again put your trust in Him, and He will meet you where you are. His mercies are new every morning. But you need to think deliberately and learn persistently and pray gratefully in your life. So, uh, finally, we need to observe carefully. We need to observe carefully. In verse 9, he says, Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, you can't hear from somebody and see what's going on in somebody's life if you're not with other Christians, right? So, what you have heard from me and seen in me... You need to pay attention to godly people who have God's joy. Look at what they're doing. Listen to what they're saying. Uh, my mother is a person who most of the time I felt like was walking in God's peace. You know what I noticed about her? She would go to talking about the things of God on a regular basis. Her mind was focused here. And I, I saw that. And, and, you know, she would read. Now, she did at times. She'd get distressed. She'd get anxious about something. There'd be a problem. And she'd go to God in prayer, and, and the peace of God would come. And she'd share that. Uh, so I, I listened to what she said. I watched how she lived. I saw her prayer life. I saw her commitment to the Word of God. And I learned from that. Uh, there have been other people in my life that I've seen who have the joy of the Lord. I, uh, one of my good friends, uh, I felt like he, he walked in God's joy possibly as much as anybody I've known. And the same thing. He was focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you'd hear him talk about things. You'd hear him make statements of faith. Um, 
one of the things about people who live in God's joy and God's peace is it's not that they don't see the problems and acknowledge the problems that are there or even deal with the problems, but they don't stay there. They once again focus their attention on Jesus Christ. So uh, Paul had lived this out before them. Now, um, perhaps the Philippian jailer is in this church he's writing to because, after all, it was the Philippians that, uh, where Paul and Silas had come. You remember they preached the gospel? They were beaten for preaching the gospel. They were put in jail for preaching the gospel. But what happened? As the night moved on, they began to sing songs of worship and praise to God. They began to have a worship service. They're, I don't know how that works when your back is sore. I guess you get so happy in Jesus you don't care. But they're just worshiping God. They're, they're praising God. All of a sudden, the, the gates shake and the doors come open. The Philippian jailer is about to put himself to death. And I said, wait a second, we're still here. He comes to Christ. His family comes to Christ. They had observed the joy of the Lord in Paul's life. And it didn't depend on his circumstance. It didn't depend on what was going out, out, on outside. Because why? Because their focus had gone upward. What you've seen in me. What you've heard in me. Listen, look to those godly people that you see who have the joy of the Lord and observe their lives. Now, there are different personalities. Some personalities are different than others. But those people who are godly people who are walking in God's joy, you'll begin to learn as you watch and as you hear. And you can put those things into practice in your own life. Now, sometimes I have done things that I've, somebody said, well, this is what I do. And I tried it and it didn't work for me. Okay? Uh, sometimes the, because of our different personalities, we're all wired differently. Uh, there may be something specific that doesn't work, but the general things that you observe, take the things that work for you, and the things that don't work, work for you, don't worry about. Guess what? you got somebody else with you. His name is Jesus. And he knows exactly what's going on in your heart. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. And he knows exactly how to help you. He knows exactly what your personality is so that what you need, he can customize exactly what you need. There have been a number of times in my life where I said, Lord, I'm not sure what I need, but would you please supply it? I'm struggling. And you know, I found that he delights to answer that prayer for his people and to come alongside us. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He says, I have written you upon my heart. You're upon my hand. <laughs> Your name is written upon my hand. Fear not, for you are mine. This is the God that we serve. So, <clears throat> he says, do these things and the God of peace will be with you. How are you sustained by his peace? Pray gratefully, think deliberately, learn persistently, observe carefully. Now, let me just say this. If you're a child of God, this will not work for you if you've got sin in your life. Unrepented of sin is what I mean. In other words, if you say, 
okay, God, I know you tell me to forgive my brother, but you're unwilling to do it. You won't have God's peace. Well, God, I know that you want me to serve in this way, but I'm not going to do that. You won't have God's peace. Well, God, I know, listen, I'll give you every other part of my life, but I kind of like this sin. I'm not going to surrender in this area of my life. You won't have God's peace. You see, peace is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, he's in your life even if you are disobeying God as a Christian. But you won't have the blessing of his presence and the sweet communion of his presence while you're choosing a sinful path. You've got to surrender it to him. Um, and so uh, Christ can help you with that. You can even say, Lord, help me surrender. I, give me the, the grace that I need to repent and to f- truly follow you sincerely from my heart. And uh, he can provide what you need. So that's the first thing. If you're a Christian, if you know Christ, get that sin confessed, repent of it. Uh, secondly, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you've got to have Jesus to have the peace. He who has the Son has the life, and that life includes the peace. He who does not have the Son does not have the life, and the wrath of God remains on him. Praise God, Jesus took care of the wrath of God uh, at the cross for all those who trust in him. Jesus took our penalty. All of our sin, as we sang in the song earlier, he became sin who knew no sin. Uh, In other words, our sin was placed upon Jesus At the cross, he became our sin. And the wrath of God was poured out upon him, and the justice of God was satisfied in him. And Jesus cried out, It is finished, paid in full. And he died, and he rose in mighty power. And because of what Jesus has done, if we'll make a choice, if you make a choice, You say, I I choose today to turn from my sin in my own way to follow Christ. That's repentance. It's a choice. I'm walking this way. I'm choosing to walk this way. I'm making a choice to repent. Um, That's a choice of faith. And then you receive Jesus. The Bible says, to all those who received him, to them gave he the right to be called the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. So there's a choice to surrender my will, and there's a receiving of the grace and the forgiveness and the eternal life that Jesus bought and paid for at the cross. And you can know eternal life, you can have Jesus in your life, and you can know his peace today through Jesus. If you don't know him, get to know him. Uh, he's worth knowing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for showing us how to walk in the supernatural peace that you provide for us. Lord, for those who are here today that don't know Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray that right now you give them uh, the desire and the courage to step out and make a decision for you. I pray, God, that today you give them the ability to genuinely turn from their sin in their own way to follow Christ and that they would receive the free gift of eternal life that Jesus paid for at the cross. For those who are here today that know Jesus, but perhaps have been living in sin, Father, give them the grace to repent of it, to confess it to you, and to have a new start. 
And uh, Father, uh, let them experience the peace that passes understanding. And for all of us, Father, help us to, to pray gratefully and uh, to think deliberately, to do all these things we've talked about today, that our focus could be upon Jesus Christ, that we might walk in the peace that passes understanding. And we pray it in Jesus' name.